Hello and welcome to another edition of the North Lot Podcast. I am Hot Time in Old Town, Chicago Fire Editor Ruben Tish, and joining me as always is Hot Time Editor-in-Chief Bridget Gordon. Bridget, what's the half? How's it going? Happy Rex Manning Day. <laughs> Happy Rex Manning Day, I guess. I don't it even... won't be Rex Manning Day when our no. listeners hear this tomorrow morning, but I... it's Monday night here, so it's still Rex Manning Day. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Have you ever seen Empire Records? Uh, the television show? Movie. Oh, the movie? The no. movie. No, I have not. I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. Cool. Uh, um, once I get a Netflix subscription, I'll be sure to do that. Uh, I'm sorry. I have to pay for ESPN. Always making things difficult. Jeez I have to, Louise. I have to pay for ESPN Plus and Crunchyroll. What do you want from me? Uh, Hashtag soccer anime. Uh, and speaking of soccer anime, joining us as well is RJ. RJ, what's your favorite? What's, what's your favorite soccer anime? Uh, Captain Subasa. But um, I just want to shout out to the Cubs who won ten zero against the Pirates today. Yes, and the White Sox lost again. <laughs> we will not. T- this is not a baseball podcast, nor is this a pro wrestling podcast no matter how much i want I mean, to talk about wrestlemania be, i was gonna say like you know i'm totally happy to talk about becky lynch i mean that was great they botched the finish but i didn't care it was awesome uh you know it happens yeah. it's media whatever <laughs> whatever it's it's live everything it's live television right uh right speaking we'll of do live, it live. <laughs> spe- speaking of live television the chicago fire were live from bmo field against toronto fc last saturday where uh, they came out of it with a 2-2 draw. Uh, I went to the White Sox game, so I didn't get to watch it live, but I did watch it immediately when I came home. And my first thought uh, is that I was pretty happy with the performance and the result. I know a lot of people, like I was sort of following sort of the reaction on Twitter at the ballpark, and a lot of people weren't really happy with it. And I can kind of understand where they're coming from, but I thought they played pretty okay. And, you know, a draw against an undefeated team in their place is always a good result. So, yeah, it was. Uh, the team was looking really compact and solid. Um, Bastion's becoming one of the top 10 center backs of the league, actually, um, in my humble opinion. Um, I wouldn't go that far. No, no. Well, why not? I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't want to get into that on this episode. We won't that's let fair. that point. Yeah, we'll check in again in like week 15 or week 20 or something. Yeah. Give it some time to grow. Um, they definitely need that time to like grow and, and figure stuff out and stuff. But. Yeah. Personal growth. It's it's a marathon, not a race. Right. Um, right. Well, I mean, so marathons are races. You really mean quick. marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> So just to interject really quick, I'm one of the people, I think I'm one of the people that you're referencing, like like people who weren't like totally pleased with the result. Sure. And like, I see where you're coming from. And like, yeah, getting a draw on the road against one of the better teams in the conference that are resurgent and their new DP is doing well. Like, I get it. Like, it's not a bad result. But we got to start winning games. And you, you, you know our motto at Hot Time, results, motherfucker. Sure, but this for well they didn't lose, so you can't really like results. And like they didn't lose, I, I they didn't I, win either. But and they were in sure. a winning position. And sure, they could have won, and then they sure. Didn't. Off topic, but can I have that as a T-shirt? 
We can try. We can try. I don't know how well they'll sell. I feel like if we do I, this, we'd have to go into like some Teespring nonsense. Um, Redbubble. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that last year when we were going to make bas- uh, Brandon Vitz's not a center back T-shirts. Sure. Man, those would be really great now. So, real, I mean, real collectors. I, I, I'm, I'm down with hot time merch. I mean, we got to make money off of this stupid gig somehow, right? That's fair. Um, I think that. I, I, and like I see where you you're coming from too. They it's not like they were down to one and then came back to tie the game late. They were up to one and gave up a goal. Uh, but watching those yeah. goals, those are goals that Toronto scores on everybody. Like the the uh, Pasuelo to Altador goal is that like that is and that was a thing of beauty. First of all, that that cross he had like. And like they were defend the fire were defending it well. Like they had they didn't give him a lot of space, but he just needed that like four and in- five inches of space to get off a pass that good. And Josie Altador, I don't care how well you defend him, Josie Altador is just always going to score that. It doesn't matter if you're right on top of him or are trying to play the ball, or you know, or whatever. He's always going to score there, like. Josie Altador gets a lot of stick from people, especially U.S. men's national team fans who don't watch MLS, I've noticed. But he's really good, especially at this MLS level. It's like there are times where you're just not going to stop him, and the only way to win is to score more, is to make sure you score enough goals to where the goal Josie Altador is going to score doesn't affect the outcome. And that was one of those goals where you're just not going to stop him. And so it's like, whatever. And then CJ Sapong scores to make it 1-1. So the Altador goal didn't hurt them that much in the sense that, you know, they they got it back level. And that's about all you can ask for when you go down one nothing is to tie the game back up, right? So from from Yeah, that- that's the Pong goal really like made a huge like really did change the game. Like it yeah. could have been like a, a real like really bad day for us, but that goal that equalizer goal right before halftime really like really changed things. Like yeah. that's when I knew we were gonna walk away with something. Maybe not a win, but like I knew we were gonna leave Toronto with something. And they did and play that was, that was that was nice. And they did play a lot better in the second half than in the first half, I thought. Um the first half yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. The first half, it looked like they were trying to play contain, like they were playing way too deep and way too static. But the idea was there. You know, you try and sort of weather the storm and try and grind out Toronto, which is kind of how you have to beat Toronto. Is you have to grind them out until they start making mistakes late and capitalizing on those mistakes, which is how they got. The the Sapongal was, I believe, Drew Moore made a terrible pass, and uh, Jeremiah Guchar did not make a terrible pass. And Sapong, well, I mean, that's yeah. basically how I play chess. I like try to limit my mistakes until my opponent makes a mistake, right. and then I go in for the neck. Right, and and that's sort of what the fire did. Um, the second half was better, but I also thought it was a little more boring than the first half if that makes any sense like there were times where because i wasn't like live tweeting the game i was just sort of sitting there watching it that i found myself sort of unfocusing on it a lot of the time um 
And then Nemanja Nikolic scored, and that was really great to see. And it was a really good uh, build-up to that play, too. Um, it it was really good. I really liked what I saw um, out of this, this team this week, and I'm not going to be mad about this result. Same here. I mean, if this was circa 2014 or 2015 fire, they would have given up already yeah. after the school. So, um it was a pretty eighteen fire. They would have given up already. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, that's true. But no, you're right. I wrote that actually in my uh, what we learned game review thing. Is that this team? Go read that on on our website. Yeah, hottimeandoldtown.com. You should read everything I write, uh, especially the thing last uh, that I wrote. But your thing this week was good. But yes, uh, your thing this week was good though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to talk about the rebrand thing. I think I've spent all weekend and all the end of last week on it, and I have zero desire to talk about it. I mean, let's just say we can move to Soldier Field, but I just want my ice cream nachos, okay? That's, okay, that's, that's fair. That's, that's all I'll say. Yeah, let's let, make sure Sports Service or Levy Restaurants or whoever does the the uh, concessions there at Toyota Park uh, bring the ice cream nachos over to Soldier Field. That's priority one. I mean, either Definitely. way, I'm gonna make nachos. I'm gonna make some ice cream nachos at home and videotape it and, and video record it and put and put it on hot time for content. And you can put it. I just need to borrow an ice cream maker from a friend. Sure. You, you know what? We should do a. Um, we should do one of those patrons. Remember that person with the potato salad thing. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I do, yeah. Well, let's yeah. let's just raise up money to gather up ingredients, and then while we're making the ice cream nachos, we can uh, talk tactics and, uh, and all that good stuff. And all that good stuff. Yeah, like a special edition of the podcast. Sure. The... We'll, we'll, we'll we'll talk shop, and I'll make ice cream yeah. nachos. The... I'll make like a fan. Ooh, maybe I could make like malort ice cream. Ooh, yes, please. Right? I'm, I'm like the only right? person who actually likes you, the taste of malort, time. So. This may be the best idea RJ's come up with, cooking with hot time. Sure. Oh, I mean, this would be like the Northlot ice cream social. Right, right, right. Northlot ice cream social. I just like ice cream in general, so. Sure. And it's starting to Same. get, and it's starting to yeah. become ice cream season, so I'm all about it. Anyway, back I'm on topic. So <laughs> right. Back on topic here. Fires defense. Remember, remember, what, remember when we were like planning the episode? I said, "Hey, can we maybe keep it to like a, a shorter one today?" And now I'm just completely derailing everything. <laughs> yes, I do. In fact, remember Good exactly times. that. Exactly. I'm sorry, I'm such an agent of chaos. That's fair. That's fair. It's fine. I knew what I was getting into when you said. <laughs> When you said, you "Hey," say that a lot to me. no. When you said, "Hey, Ruben, start a podcast," and I said, "Okay, do you want to be on it?" and you said, "Sure," I knew what I was getting into. <laughs> I knew exactly what I was getting into. Yes. Just like the Fire's defense awesome. knew what they were getting into going up into Toronto. They played. They did. Nice segue. They played. I'm good. I'm very good at segues, uh, just not the scooter kind. Uh, they were very good. Uh, defending, uh, I thought, yes, uh, and Frank Klopas did complain about this a couple of times on the broadcast, in that they were too static uh, in their shape and too slow moving into transition. Um, But I think the point was to make sure that they stayed organized and compact um, and try not to let 
so many passes through the uh, center of midfield get through. Uh, you sort of saw it a little bit when um, if you uh, just watch Mo Adams and what he was doing, sort of he was um, he was on uh, Pozuelo like white on rice. He just didn't let him do anything. And of course, the one time he did something, you know, 30 minutes in, he hits the perfect cross and Josie Altador puts it in the back of the net. But other than that, you know, the fire pretty well covered him. Uh, it 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 really shows again for the second week in a row the difference having a real sort of midfield destroyer type uh, can do for you, um, which is something they haven't had since they stopped playing Mo Adams last year. Uh, was have that kind of player, and now that they've got him, you know. This is a Toronto team that dropped a four spot on NYCFC uh, two weeks ago, I guess now, because last week would be the fire game. Um, but yeah, so, you know, holding them to two goals and aside from the two goals, not really having any sort of threatening offense is a win in my book, uh, if not on the scoreboard, but definitely as like the advancement of this team and this team getting better over a period of time to trying to peak, you know, in September, October, this is a very good sign for me that, you know, they figured out, they seem to have figured out this whole defense thing. Kapelhoff has been good at right back actually. And um, I think Bastian and Marcelo can form a great partnership uh, coming down the road. I'd still like to see them try, like, give the three, three-man defense like a real run out because I think they're trying to like still do four in the back, but you know, move different people to outside back. Um, I think they should just lean into it, lean into the squad they have, and go three in the back and just throw everything forward. I um, think they maybe will it won't work, but I mean, if they're if they're if they're going to try it, like they should do it soon when mm-hmm. like league games still don't really count for much. Because nonetheless, like it's not like the Premier League, it's not like the NFL, like it's not like every game counts. You can suck all the way through July and then go on a hot streak and then win the playoffs and then win the MLS Cup. Seattle did it, sure. So you know, like if they're going to fuck around with their lineup, like they should do it like this month and next month. And it may be June because they don't have a lot of games in June. Sure. And I think an interesting bit uh, is that they could do it next week uh, because they're playing the Vancouver Whitecaps who are winless in five games with only a point to their name and uh, are uh, a Western Conference opponent. So this game means less than if it was an Eastern Conference opponent because... And we're at home. And we're at home. Uh, it'd be a good time to try and, and put the pedal to the metal, so to speak, and like try to go all out offense. Um, speaking of offense, before we get to sort of talking about the Vancouver game in earnest, um, I want to to bring up the offense and ask, like, what? Did, like, obviously, the first half they didn't really do anything because they were concentrating on just making sure that. Uh, Toronto didn't uh, run away with the game, which fair enough. Um, how do you think they played? And I think like 
there's a real like I also wrote this in the what we learned. There's a real problem now with CJ Sapong. CJ Sapong is now I think a problem in a good way, but still you have a guy who was brought in to not start. Like he was specifically supposed to be like the 12th the the first guy off the bench uh in the second half to try and take advantage of you know, tiring defenders and what have you. Um, but he's got to play, which means one of Nikolic, Katai, and Frankowski uh, has to take a seat uh, because Sapong is playing so right. well. Right. Um, luckily, right, but- for lack of a better term, Frankowski was out with an injury. On uh, he had a groin problem, and I don't think he traveled uh, last Saturday. So. I mean, like, I'm not saying this is a bad problem to have. It's a very good problem to have, in fact. Uh, but I don't know what you do here. I, 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 I don't, like, even if it is a good problem, I don't think it's as much of a problem as you're making it out to be. Because the reason you have depth is because of, of things like Frankowski. Be, you know, Frankowski gets injured. Nico isn't match fit to start the season. Katai dips in and out of form, and sometimes he gets benched. It, hap- it happened recently. Um, you know, so you've got, you, you know, and now you've got Nico Gaitan, too, although he's more of a 10. Um, you know, you've got four-ish slots on the forward line that you need to fill, and you've got, like, six competent attackers. If you're, you know, if, if you're counting Nico, CJ, Frankowski, Katai... Jordy and Nico Gaetan. That's six, right? To fill mm-hmm. four slots. You know, you see who's fit. You see who's playing okay. You you watch them in training and you make the call. And you just trust that, that your other players don't take it personally. That's the and part I'm worried about. So I don't think it's a problem. I think it's just like there have been times where, you know, in, in almost every game they play, the fire played so far. There's been a time when, like, one of the, you know, quote-unquote, like, on-paper starters were, you know, weren't available. They were either hurt or they weren't fit or whatever. And CJ was just there to kind of step in, and he delivered. So I think I think he's fulfilling the role they, that, you know, that he was brought in to fill. Um, and I think that that's good, right? Because, like, there were times last year where, like, Katai, we we kind of pinned our hopes on Katai a bit, and there were times when he kind of disappeared for a few games, and it was just like, oh, well, guess we're not scoring goals this week. Um, I I feel like CJ helps solve that problem. So, you know, even though you might have one or two of our starter quality players sitting on the bench, or maybe not even dressing a particular week— I think that's just kind of how we have to roll now. And I think the players get it. I think Pano gets it. And I think it's going to be fine. I don't even, I don't, I honestly don't think it's a problem. I don't even think it's a good problem. I just don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's a problem at all. The only problem that I see is if Pano is going to manage this. Yeah, like, that's, well, that's, that's, yeah. that's the only thing. So. Yeah, that's my that's concern all, too. That's always the thing with this team though, right? It's, like, true. it's always like, oh, how is Pano going to fuck this up? <laughs> well, that's another t-shirt idea right there <laughs> or a bumper sticker what, what do you do now the 
the Falco Potovich story. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Product placement. I'm just saying. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm just making money for y'all right here. I mean, yeah. Th- there are legitimate concerns, though. I think with how Velkoponovich will handle this situation, and I have them. Um, I you think. Concerns. Yes, I think that you know, as much as I sort of walked away, sort of from his uh, thing at uh, the draft convention, uh, he did like a a, a a one-on-one interview thing. That was a good interview. And as much as I walked away from him believing that he can be a good manager, I don't know if I think he's a good manager yet. Um, and that's sort of my biggest issue with him is that he he does a lot of good things but is also very capable of just screwing it up. Uh, he's he, he can put out a lineup that's real tactically sound and playing really well and make a really stupid uh, substitution that screws everything up. Or conversely, he can have no idea what he's doing, set it up all wrong, and then push a button in the second half where things turn around. So it's like you don't know what you're going to get from Velko Panovic night in and night out. And that's sort of the worrying thing when your manager is, especially in such a long season like MLS is, your manager is supposed to be your constant. And he can't do that. Um, And that worries me a lot about how he's going to handle this forward situation. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, it I don't know. So anyway. Let's move on to Vancouver because nothing else really interesting happened this week in MLS, I don't think. Unless anyone has I anything. mean, there was some inter- like goalkeepers had a fun weekend. Sure. Okay. Goalkeepers There were had- a lot of penalty saves. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh the fire were in the game with the team whose penalty taker we all know is terrible and t- at taking penalties and the time Jonathan Oscurio got a shot on goal, it wasn't during a penalty, so it couldn't be saved. Yeah. So that was, that was something. I uh, mean, in the MLS world, uh, well, I mean, Wayne Rooney got sent off. I think that's like the big thing of the week. Portland is still flopping. So we'll come back to Portland later. I think <laughs> I want to give Portland maybe another week or two to see what's going on there. Uh, but let's talk about Vancouver. Let's talk about Vancouver. They are not like I remember that I thought they were going to be good. I thought that this Vancouver club, you know, could really do It'd something. Be okay. Yeah, they could really do something, right? And now, here, here they are sitting yeah. at, you know. In eleventh, behind or in front of Portland, because of I because they have some tiebreaker. Yeah, they have a minus five goal differential, and Portland has a minus ten goal differential. 
so so Vancouver gets eleventh, and Portland is in the basement. I've I don't I'm kind of speechless right now about how bad this Vancouver Whitecaps team. And I all, mean, I want to say that like it's April and the table is fake. Sure. So like like the Fire are in a playoff spot right now. Technically, I don't believe it. No, yeah. the Fire are eight. I mean, maybe we'll see how it goes, but you know, I I don't really look at the table until like June, honestly. I mean, yes, you sh- you shouldn't do that, but for points of comparison you know you don't really have much of anything else yeah i mean it does point to current form at least like yeah. they're not doing well right now no and i i think we you know at home i think we could probably take them yeah i i honestly think the fire are probably gonna run over uh this vancouver side uh a goal differential of minus five uh does not incur uh does not you know like, like for example, the Fire are have five points and have a minus two goal differential. So at least the Fire are like scoring some goals, right? Whereas Vancouver uh, has scored four goals and given up nine uh, so far this season. So it's it's not like uh, <laughs> it's not like I think we have much to worry about from their offense. However. Maybe this is the uh, this is the time that their offense finally decides to get it together, um, which would be sort of bad for the fire because I thought you know like coming into the season, uh, looking at Vancouver's uh, personnel uh, as the thing loads, um, you know, I I thought you know looking at their midfielders and sort of their their sort of front players that you know this could be a, a decent team uh but apparently it's just not not going very well there and their goalkeepers yeah. and their goalkeeper is Zach McMath so that 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 will uh that says a lot i guess about your defense if your goalkeeper is Zach McMath Yeah. Yeah. Uh, RJ, do you have any sort of, uh, since this sort of has to be a, uh, a, you know, we're running right along on this podcast, do you have any uh, thoughts before uh, we get to predictions? I, believe? I don't think you can rule Van- uh, Vancouver out. I guess this is going to roll into our production part, but. In the past, we've always ruled Minnesota out, and looks what happens. So, I mean, the last time. Yeah, for all we know, this will be yeah. the game that. Van- that the the last time the fire met Vancouver, I think it was a three-two loss. Yeah. So, um, it's not the last time anything can really happen. Um, but you know, I want to be cheeky, and I'll say that Nico's going to score a hat trick. Hey. <laughs> but we'll still lose four-three. <laughs> God. No, that no, that like David Akam is still in Philadelphia. There's no way the Fire lose four to three. That only happens when you play against David Akam, and he'll come on and do nothing, and then score one in stoppage time or whatever to win the game. That still burns. Yeah, still bad. Um, Bridget, what about you? Uh, usually, I'm the pessimistic one for these, but I'm going to try something different this week. Three one Fire. 
Ooh, who scores? Goals from CJ, Nico, and uh, Jordy. Hmm, I don't know who scores for Vancouver. I don't really care. It sure. It'll be, it'll be um... Marcelo own goal, whatever. Whatever. I uh, believe that we are going to get... Uh, I'm going to stick with my prediction from last week uh, because I predicted it correctly. It's going to be a 2-2 draw, and we're going to be so unhappy on Monday when we sit down to record this thing about it. Because the fire are gonna like go up two to nothing and then piss the game away late, and we're all gonna be real upset, and like Bastion will get. It'll be a good contrast to this episode. Yeah, Bastion will get a red card. Zach McMath score a goal somehow. Zach, yeah, Zach McMath will kick a somehow. He'll he'll kick a um goal kick, and David Ousted. Tim Howard Everton. Yeah, and David Ousted will slip on like a piece of wax paper hot dog wrapper and the ball will go into the back of the net you have a vibrant imagination my friend yeah well that's the only way that happens right is if david ousted slips on a banana peel or something yes or they it over- has to be a hot dog wrapper right it has to be has, a hot dog wrapper with dog ketchup wrapper. in it oh just make insult well, I guess that's gonna be my fault, man. Yeah, probably will be your fault. You, you I'm know already pre-blaming you. Basically. Yeah, you, you know who to blame. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us for this quick. We lose. Yeah, we lose. Thanks, RJ. Uh, <laughs> thank you. That. Uh, thank you for listening to this uh, quick edition of the Northlot Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Northlot Pod. Email us at northlotpodcast at gmail.com. Catch the podcast at hottimeinoldtown.com or catch us on Stitcher. We will be back the same time next week to talk about the fire, hopefully getting a win over Vancouver, or we'll be crying about hot dog rappers committing heinous crimes against football. I think I'll be leaving town. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to be crying either way because I just cry all the time now. Hormones suck. Yeah. I recommend it. I mean, uh, this is also sort of your your second time going through PvP, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably. No, I'm probably going to cut that. Yeah, I'm going to cut that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. See you later. Bye.